Welcome back to another episode of The Anxious Creative. I'm your host, Don Bradley, and I'm so excited to be hanging out with you today. Oh, aren't these just the best? I love hanging out and being able to bring podcast episodes to you each and every week. And I've just been like reflecting on a lot lately. And to be honest, it's kind of because life is shit lately. No word of a lie. I just got a letter in the mail yesterday from the government saying they're doing a tax review on me. So I have to go get a bunch of receipts. And I feel like sometimes when it rains, it pours. Right. And sometimes it's like, oh, like life is coming at you. And I had this thought the other day when I was like stuff's going on in my life. And I was like, there's going to be more because it feels like when there's one thing, there's a bunch of things. And sometimes it feels like life is trying to knock you down. And it's like, why? Like, I don't want to, I just want to coast. I just want to like, you know, and I've had enough of these moments in my life where I've started to go, you know what? It feels like the world is crashing down on me, but I know that I've gotten through it before. I know that I'll get through it again. It's not fair. I don't like it. I wish I could run away, but I'm going to meet this head on and I'm going to tackle the shit out of it. And so it's no coincidence that today's episode is about mental health. And I'm going to be sharing a story about with you when I felt like my world was imploding professionally. It affected me physically, mentally, emotionally, and personally. And I know I'm not alone in these stories. So Buckle up, friend, because today's episode is going to be a wild ride. And if you haven't already, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. That makes it so much easier for other people to hear this podcast, have it help them. And really, I was in Oklahoma City a couple of weeks ago and hearing the stories of how this podcast has helped other people. Honestly, I'm just like, I'm just in a room by myself recording these and it's like kind of self-therapy. And I joke the other day, I'm like, and I just always thought it was my mom listening to my podcast episode on repeat. It's been such a gift to know that me sharing in such open, vulnerable ways has helped you. So one, thank you. And two, if you feel so inclined, leave a review, share it with a friend and get ready for a really awesome episode. I overthink. I overshare and I overanalyze. So come explore with me as I chat about business, life, and relationships all through the lens of an anxious creative. I decided I wanted to do a mental health series because this is something that I talk about a lot. And I mean, the podcast is called The Anxious Creative Podcast. And something that I kind of got away from in the last little bit. And so we're going to have a little mental health series for the next few weeks. And I'm kicking it off with one of the biggest moments of my career and my life so far was when I was 16 years into doing hair. And in hair school, they had told me about a heat reaction where, you know, the chemicals and mineral buildup and things can just have an adverse reaction. And I had seen this happen to a coworker of mine. And I was like, that really sucks. Two foils in the back of the hair had gotten really hot and it burnt the scalp a little bit, probably like a quarter size. I'm not really sure I didn't see it. Two foils, got them out, whatever. I'd seen this happen to a coworker and I was like, oh, that sucks. But it never happened to me. And it wasn't until I was a year and a half into a brand new city I didn't have any industry friends here. I had moved to Calgary and worked alone right away. So I'd never worked in a salon. I didn't have any other hairstylists here to connect with. I had been working alone already for five years at that point. And a client's hair fried off within 10 minutes. 
And I remember, you know, doing, it was open air balayage. I was putting it on. We had started at the nape. We're moving forward. And then we were talking about something like fun and kind of like racy. And she's like, oh, it's getting kind of hot in here. And I was like, I know, right? And she's like, no, like my neck's sweating and I hear crackling. And I remember, I won't, like, this is definitely a trauma that I should probably work through in therapy. I remember leaning forward and feeling like I was standing in front of a fire. I felt, you know, when you open the oven and that, like, rush of hot air comes and hits your face? That's what it felt like. And then it sounded like a fire crackling. And my stomach just flopped. I ran her to the sink. I rinsed it down. It was palest yellow underneath. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe this. Took her back to the chair combed it out and as I combed we'd already her hair was pretty long we'd already cut it she wanted to go quite a bit shorter we'd cut it short but um, in that moment I just remembered her long hair and I combed it and the hair came off with it and my stomach flipped I remember being like I don't know what happened I sat down on my couch that I had in the salon at the time and I remember Leroy my dog curling up on my lap and he didn't like I mean he was 65 pounds he wasn't a lap dog and he didn't sit right on my lap often but he could sense the stress I was having And I didn't know what to do. I panicked. I felt so, you know, horrible. I felt like I hadn't told my, I had never told my clients about heat reactions. They were such a minimal chance of that happening. And I mean, I talk a lot about consultations and things, and this isn't, I don't want this to be an episode about how to communicate properly, but if you do want to learn how to avoid these situations, learning how to have a good, healthy communicative consultation in the beginning about all the risks is a really important thing. And if you want to learn more about Rock Your Consultation, by all means, dombradley.com slash RYC. The link will be in the show notes. Um, But what I do want to talk about is the mental health aspect because I spiraled so hard. I was terrified. I wanted to make a name in Calgary for myself. And I was terrified of being found out as a fraud. I felt like an imposter. I had only just learned about imposter syndrome and I was feeling it. I had moved here, I was working on my own. I had my own salon in downtown Calgary. I was starting my education side of my business and it was scary. And all of a sudden this happened and I was still in the mindset that if I was gonna teach and educate other hairstylists, I needed to be perfect. I could never make a mistake. And I felt like if any other hairstylist in the city found out that I fucked up this girl's hair, which reality, I did not. It was a weird, crazy reaction that I have no clue how it happened, but I still felt responsible. I was like, if anyone else finds out, I will be made out to be the fraud that I am. And so I went overboard and I told her, I will put extensions in your hair. I paid for $2,000 worth of hair, not even the time, to make your hair back long, as long as it was before we even cut it. Like, I didn't think straight. Within two weeks, she got the extensions taken out. She was having anxiety as well. I told her I would do weekly treatments on her hair. I wanted to do everything I could, not only to take care of her, but to control my perception. And I spiraled so hard to the point where, that was January 30th. This is the kicker. Can I just share this part? I always forget about this part of the story. Cosmo Prof had called me and asked me if I was going to go to ISSE. Is that what it's called? Down in LA. And they said, well, we'd like for you to come to a photo shoot if you can. And I tried to move my appointments around and this was the one client I couldn't move. And so I thought, you know what, I should probably, as much as I want to go down to the conference and be part of this photo shoot, like my clients are who pay my bills and I can't move her and I feel terrible. So I said no to that photo shoot. And then this happened and then everyone, this is, so not only did this happen, but then everyone at that photo shoot ended up being on like the cover of Cosmoprof and ended up being like the Cosmoprof team and all these things and I was like, is that was that the like weird like 
what's the is it called the movie called sliding doors when like it's like one decision or the next and then like they play out the two alternatives I remember being like oh wow what would my life have looked like this wouldn't have happened I could have had this like fame and whatever like it's so crazy to think about and I kicked myself over that for a long time so anyway, I started, you know, giving her weekly treatments. I gave her like probably $200 worth of hair products. I did all these extensions. And then it got to the point where like I couldn't hold up and my mental health was so bad and my anxiety was so bad that I just took a day where I didn't answer my phone. And I didn't answer a text from her because I didn't look at my phone a whole all day Sunday. And because I had thrown my back out, I had to go to the emergency walk-in clinic. I had to get a shot in my butt to relax my back. And it was in that moment that I realized like I'm pushing myself to the limit. And anytime I would see a text pop up on my phone, I would enter into a panic attack because my body was so used to every time I saw a text, it would be from her and I would like relive this moment. So January 30th, 2016 is when that happened. August 30th, 2016, I ended up in the hospital with a stress-induced panic attack. And for those eight months, I hid. Now, I live in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. I don't know the exact population, but I think like the greater population of this whole area is like 2.5 million or something. I had it in my head that if I went out anywhere besides the salon and besides home that I would bump into her and I was so terrified of bumping into her because I had made up, I mean, anxiety isn't rational. And I spiraled so deep and dark into a place I couldn't get out of bed. I would go to work and go through the motions. I would come home. I would cry. I felt worthless. I felt like I had faked my way through 16 years of doing hair. And I remember my boyfriend saying like, Don, like, Think of all the people you've done great hair on and that have loved you. I felt like that was all fluke and luck. And this moment was the truth of who I really was. And clearly it was like I was, I felt so much like an imposter and felt out of my league. And like, who am I to be able to go after my dreams and achieve these things that as soon as something confirmed that I wasn't qualified or able to, that I like clung on to that as truth and as definition of who I was rather than the 99.9% .9 of time that it went well. It's so insane when I think about it now. In the moment though, I was like, I know, but I can't, I couldn't, I don't, if you've ever, if you struggle with anxiety, if you have dealt with uh, struggling with your mental health, then you get it. It's not rational. So you can't rationalize yourself out of it. Therapy is really good. Being around people, I highly suggest therapy. And being around people who understand it and who are gonna not try to fix you, give you suggestions, or try to coddle you, but they're just gonna make space for you. Because you don't want to be enabled either, right? That doesn't help things. So I ended up in the hospital thinking I was dying of a stroke. And I've shared this story a few times, so I don't want to go that far in depth into it. You can definitely find other podcasts or blogs about this. But I thought I was dying. And I remember talking to someone who I'd gotten Reiki from earlier, and she's like, well, what were you thinking the whole time? Like, I was throwing up every 20 minutes for six hours to the point where, like, I was just throwing up stomach bile. And I talked to this Reiki person that I had seen and they were like, well, what were you thinking about the whole time you were in the hospital? And I was like, funny how the night that I thought I was dying, the whole time I was thinking about work, about I was going to go teach this class in Seattle and in LA. And I was like, I should just refund the classes and not do it. Who am I? I wanted to go live off the land. I was going to pack up, leave everything, start over with like no business. I wasn't going to be in the hair industry. I wasn't going to be an entrepreneur. I just wanted to like go run and hide. And she's like, interesting that the night that you thought you were dying, you were thinking about work. And she's like, your solar plexus in your chakras is right here, which is where your stomach is, which you were throwing up. 
That's where your self-worth and your self-value lie. And it was like an amazing aha moment for me to realize, holy shit, (laughs) holy shit. She's right. And it was like I purged that fear. And from that day on, exactly, what, eight months from the day the hair fried off to the stress hitting its peak and the anxiety peaking, I started to slowly rebuild my self-worth and value in who I was and what I did and that this one moment didn't define me. But it took a huge toll on my mental health for those months. And I can't tell you, I can't, I, it's a, I always talk about the year after my divorce being like the black hole of time. Like I don't have a lot of clear memories. I don't really have a lot of memories of that time either. It's black. I was so anxious that I was probably a zombie going through the day to day. So if you're struggling with something, if something's happened that you feel is defining you, if you're clinging on to a moment, I'm not going to try to prescribe you anything or remedy it or tell you that it's going to be okay because it sucks. And I just want you to know that I get it and I understand it and that, you know, just be in it and live it. It sucks, but I don't doubt that you will make it through and find a community and people that support you and understand you. That's the whole purpose of why I do what I do. Yes, I have courses that are about business, but they're grounded in belonging and being part of something because let's be honest, we know what to do most of the time. We just don't do it. And the biggest thing that helps us do the things we know we need to do and the things that are gonna help us pull out, like I know that eating well and exercising is good for my mental health. Why don't I do it? (laughs) Because I don't have accountability and community for it and I need to develop that and when I do I do better when I have accountability to something it's huge and it makes a big difference and so I just want to offer you that community and accountability right now that you're part of a community by being here right now and watching this that you're not alone in what you're feeling and there are others out there who felt this and are feeling it And I want you to reach out, connect with me on Instagram, slide into my DMs. If you're in one of my communities already, reach out and just don't go through this alone. Struggle well, something that I've always loved, I was told once, struggle well. You don't have to put on a happy face. You don't have to pretend everything's okay all the time. But you gotta move through it and you will move through it And your success rate of getting through it will increase when you allow people to see you where you're at right now. The right people, the people who get it and understand and have been there and who want to walk alongside you through it. That's all I want to share that with you today because I nearly quit completely then. Not only quit my business and my work, but I was feeling done with life. And I'm so glad I didn't. Those deep, dark moments of depression and anxiety are terrifying. And I don't know if I can even, if you haven't experienced it, it's hard to describe it. But when you feel like the world would be a better place without you, it's a really dark feeling. And if you felt that, I just want you to know that I see you and I feel you and you're not alone. Thanks for listening in. I know that 
you probably felt this one a little bit more on the feels than other one and know that that's okay. And one thing I'm really learning to do, and it's funny because I used to really feel all my feelings is just let them come and experience them and express them as much as I can. Running away from our emotions feels like and is a temporary solution. And letting our logical brain overtake and dismiss our emotions is really easy to do. But I want to validate what you feel, even if logically you know that it's not this or that. Feel your feels, allow yourself to feel them, allow yourself to express them with safe people and in healthy ways. I mean, I wailed. I don't even want to say cry. I wailed into my pillow the other day and it felt good. And I hadn't done that in so long. So I'm actually do. I can feel it. It's like brewing. There's a big cry in me coming. And I want you to know that it's okay if you need to go let it out. If you need to go scream in your car, scream into your pillow, cry on a friend's shoulder for whatever stuff that's going on for you right now. So know that I am here for you. I'm so thankful that you're here with me and I'm so glad that we get to do this and know that we're not alone in this. Thank you so much for being here. And don't forget the first episode of every month, I do a giveaway and all you have to do to enter in is leave a review and share this with a friend. All right. Thanks friend. Until next time, stay weird. <laughs>